Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary's 41st bonus episode. So, how are you doing today, Dylan? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Can't complain, can't complain. Is this snowing? It was snowing. It's not snowing anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a closet. I'm nice and warm. I'm sheltered from all the elements out there. Nice. Uh, Joe Biden is still president. Uh, I haven't, oh I've been God. waiting for it to be like an April fools. Yeah. I think after years and years of 4d chess and QAnon conspiracies, I'm just still kind of sort of, there's a part of me that's still like Biden's going to take off a mask and it's Trump. Uh, but that has not happened so far. Uh, and so I gotta, I gotta admit feeling, feeling pretty good. Yeah. Same. It's nice to look at your newsfeed and it's just normal kind of boring things. You just look at it for a second. There's nothing, nothing really to look at. No scandals. It's perfect. Speaking of back to normal, (laughs) what is it we're going to be talking about today, Brent? All right, Dylan. Thanks for asking. Um, today we're actually going to be wrapping up with our series covering my actual high school science textbook. It's the first time we've ever concluded in a bonus episode, which is kind of fun. And we left off, uh, it was a bit of a cliffhanger. I'm sure people were just waiting and waiting by their by their uh, iPhones oh, yeah. and stuff, oh, yeah. just waiting for the uh, podcast to drop. But uh, we left it on a teaser. It was, it was um, we were teasing our audience about finally getting to the bottom of what the difference is between species and kind. Yes. So that is a big thing. All right, so the textbook authors explain that the biblical kind is usually a broader category than our modern term species. Yes, our modern term invented by Swedish botanist Carl Linnaeus in the 18th century. So that's it's very modern. Yeah, and what's funny to me is that since the authors of this textbook think the Earth is, you know, roughly 6,000 years old, yeah. they actually think he is far less modern than we do. Because, I mean... <laughs> You know, if you're looking at the entirety of geological time, <laughs> right? it was just like a blink and uh, Linnaeus was born. So a gray wolf, red wolf, coyote, dingo, and domestic dog are all separate species, but are the same biblical kind, mm. according to the textbook. Yeah. And, and that they can trace their lineage down to a single pair of canines. Quote, creationists recognize that the origin of new species within a kind does occur. The origin of a new species within a kind, however, is not the same as changing one kind into another. Ah, so, and this helps them. This helps them out with Noah's Ark. Yes, it does. You don't need you don't need a gray wolf and a red wolf and a coyote right. and a dingo and a domestic a dog on the Ark. You just need that canine kind. Right. So right. It really, it cuts down on things. This is also this is related to something that's called a baromenology. Mm-hmm. which uh, we will probably cover at some point, which really, if you want it to get into the real fake science of that, uh, that is another word for kind is a baromen. Yes. I don't know where they got that word from, but it's uh, th- they're wasting a lot of their time. Okay, so let's just take the gray wolf as an example, or Canis lupus is the scientific name. So, th- so this is a species, um, obviously, of the kingdom Animalia. Um, it is part of a slightly broader category, the genus Canis. And from what I can tell, I guess kind to these yahoos would be something like maybe the family, you know, and, and the cat and the taxonomy it's in this case, it would be Canidae. So these are dog like carnivorans. So that's what that is. 
Yeah, I think something like that is right. It's similar to how there are different breeds of dog. Mm-hmm. They aren't new species. Yeah. Uh, and they all came from a creature that looked the same. You know, yeah. they all had ancestors that looked identical, but now there's all sorts of different ones. It's kind of a similar Similar situation. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, honestly, I have to say, I just kind of feel like a lot of what creation science is, is just kind of like doing extremely lazy biology while mashing in other scientific disciplines that have nothing to do with biology at all. Oh, and misrepresenting everything, of course. So, yeah. Oh, no, no. This is very difficult. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. Though kind can't just be thought of as family in the Linnaean classification system because then they say something like this, quote, Finches may develop larger bills or change color or grow longer tail feathers, but they still belong to the same kind. They never become ducks, ostriches, or eagles. I have a feeling that what counts as a kind is just going to kind of depend on what's most helpful for their purposes I think at you might any be right. given yeah. moment. And so I that bet it can be, be as specific. So finch, there's finch as a kind, and then the, the carnivoran is a kind. And then like maybe fungus like that. That's how big it goes. Fungus. That's a whole kind. Like, so they're bigger or smaller, you know, some kinds you just got more potential in them or something. So this textbook also trashes punctuated equilibrium. It's a theory in biology that yeah proposes that species change periodically in spurts of time rather than slowly over time. So they, they say this theory is even more absurd than Darwinian evolution because, quote, punctuated equilibrium is like changing one book into another in a huge random re-scrambling. Ah, uh, yes. God, God I, I have to say, I'd like to change this book into something else, I'll tell you. <laughs> I would like to change this book into uh, some work of Stephen Jay Gould, who uh, <laughs> yeah. one, one of the main people that put forward punctuated equilibrium. However, these textbook authors have their own inflection points for microevolution. That's the only evolution-related word creationists are comfortable with, so let's get that. Yep. Yeah. They say, quote, We know that dozens of species of sparrow have sprung from the three pairs of sparrow that left the ark. So that was a punctuated event there. They know that. They know it for fact, yeah. All right, so let's get into transitional forms. This is is the, the real meat of it all. In section 11.4 called Lack of Transitional Forms, Evidence Against Evolution, we discover that, quote, no transitional forms have been found. Um, So we pointed out in the last episode that this is just untrue, unfortunately, and we gave at least one example, which was the Tiktaalik. Um, There's actually a really good book. I I read it a few years back. Um, It's called Your Inner Fish by um, Neil Shubin, and he's he's one of the guys that discovered uh, Tiktaalik. Yeah, so, see, though, I mean, that, you know, the book's a few years old and uh, it was disproven by a new creationist book called Your Inner Kind. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's been. Oh, it's I been, didn't know that one. OK, it's been supplanted. One thing uh, kind of, you know, as we're going to talk about how, you know, any transitional form that's discovered, they just say, no, it's not. I think yeah. what they're expecting is something from like the movie, The Thing, mm. when the thing is like transitioning from one form to another and it's like melting. And, yeah. Like shape shifting. That's what I think they're expecting right. to find. Like that's a transitional form where it's like just like a mix between like a whale and a fish or like a whale and an elephant or and something. And you know that's if we found of- like a like a you know, whatever crocodile, you know if we found it, they'd just be like, Come on, some evolutionist put this together, you know, so it didn't really matter either way. 
So we discover in this section that science is really easy from a creationist perspective. You don't need to do all the hard work. You can just say things like this without presenting actual evidence. Quote, other structures such as the feathers and respiratory system of a bird or the egg of a reptile could not have produced by gradual change because any intermediate forms would have been unfit to survive. Gradual changes require that the organism be fully functional and capable of survival at every step. Other changes, such as the development of a bat's wing or a whale's tail, could not have occurred in a series of small steps because the intermediate forms would have been crippled by the changes and thus could not have survived. And this is just closed. This is like Michael Behe's argument, the irreducible complexity stuff from the 90s. Remember yeah. that flashback? Ooh, <laughs> good times. And and so, you know, Behe would say like the motor that guided the flagellum, flagellum yeah. of, of bacterium. Uh, like it's like, if you took out a piece of that motor, it would stop working. So how mm-hmm. could it have evolved like slowly over time? You know, it's like, it would be like putting together a clock. Like there's no use for like half of a clock to, cause I mean, they love clock metaphors. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, and so here's my view, though, about Michael Behe okay. and this argument, the irreducible complexity stuff. I think I'm there. There's a conspiracy afoot. OK, right? because this is this has happened multiple times where Michael Behe. So he had his book, Darwin's Black Book, and he said, here's an example of irreducible complexity. And then a bunch of like biology grad students like a few months later would just write a paper being like here's the evolutionary explanation and they'd be like yeah well what about this thing and then (laughs) six months later they would do it again and so i think he was being paid by big grad student (laughs) to come up with these examples just so they could write papers wow uh disputing him and the big and patting their cvs that yeah (laughs) big grad for listening to this bonus episode sample if you would like to hear the rest of the episode along with all our weekly bonus episodes become a five dollar a month patron over at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary that is also where you'll find any blog posts pictures and news updates to go along with our regular series you can also send us an email at none dare call it ordinary at gmail.com Lastly, we ask for you to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are served.